Let's face it. If there is one thing Christians are pretty terrible with, it's patience. We are so like the Israelites in the wilderness. Sometimes we even resemble Saul rushing to act and sacrifice before Samuel arrives. Human weakness or not, God does not give us a pass on our impatience. Over and over in the scriptures, we are commanded to wait on the Lord. As I record this, COVID-19 has literally stopped the world, and we don't know yet for how long. The quote-unquote experts crunch their data, hoping it is all reliable to begin with. They create their models and offer their best guesses. Meanwhile, like a freight train whose emergency brake has been pulled, life as we know it has come screaming and grinding to a halt. We Christians need to model our faith in God to our neighbors. We can do that by modeling at least three characteristics, our patience, our persistence, and our trust in God's providence. Over the next three episodes, we'll talk about each of these, starting today with patience. We'll be looking at three questions. One, what do we do with our impatience? Two, what resources does God give us to be patient? And three, can we be patient and eager at the same time? We'll answer these questions today on Grace and Peace Radio. Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. Grace and Peace Radio is a Christian living blog and podcast dedicated to engaging conversations about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and it's my hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. I admit, as I write this, my patience has waned over the last few days. I'm recording this episode as much for me as for you. I'll spare the details, but they're probably some of the same reasons and feelings that you have. Wanting life to return to normal, or at least its usual level of so-called normal. And therein lies the problem. Impatience is a fundamental discontentment and a grumbling against the timing and providences of God. In very plain terms, impatience is a temper tantrum we throw against God's will for our lives in the moment. At the heart of impatience are two little words, I want. We want something and we want it now. We are tired of waiting for it course, this also means that we feel we're entitled to whatever it is that we want. If this is your first time listening to Grace and Peace Radio, first off, welcome. A central theme of the show is taking some issue and discovering together how we ought to think biblically about it. How should we conform our minds in accordance with God's Word about something? As we begin to think biblically about patience and its opposite, the first question then before us is, what do we do with our impatience? It should be obvious by now that impatience is a sin. Like all sins, at its heart is rebellion. Rebellion against the Lord and His good and wise decrees in our lives. And so, as a sin, we must go to the Lord and repent of it. We must go to our Father and confess that we are grumbling at how we are feeling ourselves inconvenienced by His will for our lives at this moment. Which means, in our hearts, 
there is a part of us saying, we know what's best. As believers, this should shame us, but only so far as it causes us to confess and repent. Having done that, we can be thankful that even this sin, like all our others, is mercifully and lovingly covered under the atoning blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1.9 Forgiven, we can ask the Lord to kindly reinvigorate our hearts, to be fully submitted to his decrees once more, trusting once again that he is good and sovereign. And of course, this likely will not be a one-time event. We may find ourselves needing fresh mercies daily, if not hourly. Mercifully, as often as we need it, the Lord will provide it. Which brings us to answering the second question. What resources does God give us to be patient? First, he gives us himself. As Christians, we have the Holy Spirit with us. The Lord himself is in us and working and urging us towards Christ-likeness and away from our sinful nature. Trying to grit our teeth and do better is useless without the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember, too, that one fruit of the Holy Spirit is patience. The Lord delights to give us patience. So ask, and ask often. He gives us his word. Ask him to show you something new from your daily Bible reading to help you to be patient. Memorize a verse. Pray that verse as a prayer to the Lord. That's another way of renewing your mind with God's word. Thirdly, confess to a Christian friend your feeling impatient and how the Lord is working with you about it and ask them to be praying for you. By the way, be sure to ask, what can you be praying for them about? These are just a few examples. Listen to Hebrews 12, 1 through 4. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. That is a call to patient endurance in our faith, with Jesus as our inspiration as our role model. You know, it's funny. A few weeks ago, I was thinking about Hebrews 12.1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. When I was younger, I focused on the first part, the great cloud of witnesses, laying aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us. Now that I'm older, that word run with patience, that word patience just jumps off the page to me. This Christian life is such a marathon. So one last question then for us is, can we be patient and eager at the same time? Is it possible to be eager for something, yet not be in sin about it? Is there a difference between sinful impatience and eagerness? Well, depending on what it is, yes. Impatience is always sinful, 
Eagerness, on the other hand, is a sort of sanctified impatience, if you will. Let me explain. We've all been there. We're waiting to hear if we get the job interview, or we're waiting to hear if we get the job offer from the job interview. When we were single, we think, will that girl or will that guy be at church next Sunday? Will I get accepted to the college I applied to? When we're engaged, we say, oh, I can't wait till we're married. On and on the examples go. Looking forward with hope or with anticipation in a good way, that eagerness is a good thing. We're trusting the Lord's timing and providence, even if we're on the edge of our seat about it, but in a good, God-honoring way. The Bereans in Acts 17 received the word with all eagerness. Paul in Romans 1.15 was eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. In Romans 8, Paul says that even the whole creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God, while later on he says, we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. These are just a few examples of where we see a sanctified sort of impatience in the scriptures. Think also about our longing for the Lord's return. We say, Maranatha, or come, our Lord. We eagerly await Jesus' return, when all that is wrong in this world will be gloriously made right. I want to leave you with four quick examples of patience to keep in mind in the days and weeks ahead. And Lord willing, not the months, but even if it does come to that, that's okay. First, think of the patience of John Bunyan in Bedminster Jail for preaching the gospel. Initially, he was only supposed to be there for three months, but it turned into 12 years. Now there is some patience. And after he was released, he was later jailed again for another six months before finally, permanently free. Second, I have to remind myself to think of Adoniram and Ann Judson. As was common in their days, it took them four months to cross the ocean to India, with Anne pretty much being seasick most of the way. Their missionary partner, Luther Rice, took a slower ship across. His voyage took an extra two months to meet up with them. Aren't you glad you're not stuck on some ship with animals and filth and not much to do but look at the horizon, or on a bad weather day just stay below deck? And one last example. When Hudson Taylor headed for China, en route, the sailing ship he was on encountered a problem. There was no wind. There was barely a breeze for some 17 weeks. Meanwhile, they did nothing but barely move forward. Imagine languishing without so much as a breeze, captive on the open seas, while your life was on hold. God has blessed us with examples from his word and heroes of the faith for so many lessons we need to learn. I hope all of this helps you recalibrate your patience-ometer. It certainly has mine. Next time, we'll be looking at persistence. How can we look to the Lord and be persistent Christians in this unusual time? If you would like show notes for today's program, just go to www.graceandpeaceradio.com forward slash 
the number 14. That's graceandpeaceradio.com forward slash 14. If you like what you're hearing, please consider leaving a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. You can always drop us an email too at show at graceandpeaceradio.com. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's Word looking at how we can grow in our knowledge of Him, our love for Him, and our service to Him. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash graceandpeaceradio. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.